0: We'll Hey, what's up? It's been a while since my last episode, but the world needs this episode more than ever, I think. Uh, it's actually a couple part series that I'm gonna be releasing. Chris Guy, who is basically the world's most censored man around all these new lockdowns, vaccine mandates, the whole COVID-19 situation we're in. Um I've hung out with him a number of times in Vancouver here, I think three or four times. Uh, did a one-on-one interview with him, which you will hear here shortly. I'm also gonna be uploading some of the rallies that he did in the speeches. He's a great speaker. And the one video is now on my YouTube channel and my Facebook. That was his first talk when he came to Vancouver in April. So he did a four twenty April 20th talk, ironically. And that episode is going to be uh, on the next episode um, the one that you're hearing now after my interview if you wait for this interview to be finished um, you'll hear a The last time that he came that was, I think was in June So it hasn't been updated as of like the new vaccine mandates, but everything that he said in the past is now coming true So check out his book at the real He's banned on all media channels uh, he had millions of followers. They're all banned. His only outlet on, outlet on platform is Twitter. So you can search him on Twitter. The link is in the notes below. Uh, enjoy and share these. Share these to your social media. Tag me in your Instagram stories. Take a screenshot. Um, we need to get this stuff out there. All right, stay strong. Keep fighting.
1: All right, I'm here with Chris Guy. This is like our third encounter since we've been in band. It's been an interesting year. What do you see happening in the next 12 months with all these shenanigans? Well, it can go two ways. We can stand up
2: for ourselves. We can get rid of things like vaccine passports. We can get rid of mass mandates. We can open our businesses, get our freedoms back. Or we can submit to the tyranny that they're going to foist upon us. We can submit to the lockdown that's coming in fall, even for the vaccinated. We can submit to the idea that we need to get a vaccine in order to access our rights and freedoms. We can submit to the idea that the government is able to close our businesses on us and put us on universal basic income. And we can accept the idea of the Great Reset where we're going to own nothing and be happy yeah cool. that's,
1: that's the slogan they're pushing out now yeah that's the
2: slogan they're pushing yeah. out the, the, it's all true except about the be happy part
1: yeah comedy doesn't have, have a very good track record right no exactly
2: and what you see here is the common theme is it doesn't matter if the people came from Asian communism European communism or South American communism they're here because they recognize the exact same thing happening to Canada now that happened in their
1: former countries which they had to flee from yeah and for travel, my second question is travel. I've been to over 30 countries. I'm glad I did all that travel before all this happened. What do you see from people that haven't get, gotten the vaccine and won't regarding travel and improvement?
2: I haven't gotten a vaccine. I will never get the vaccine. And I've traveled to four continents, 15 countries, mass-free since COVID started in 2020. And you're not gonna need a vaccine to travel to 99.9% of the world's countries. So when I hear people say I got the vaccine to travel, that's just propaganda they heard on TV that they repeated themselves as a rationalization for going along with the herd mentality. Because you don't need a vaccine to travel. I'd much rather take a test than take a jab to travel. Especially when you can go, a company called ICore Blood Services, saliva PCR test. They send you a little cup, you spit
1: in it, and you can travel. I'd rather have that than have to take this twice a year every year and, and this is the best protection right there like the miraculous medals my man somebody made this for me uh, in Sudbury
2: two weeks ago oh, and yeah, no. they would protect me on my tour Yeah. so I've been wearing it for every one of my tours I
1: love that man I usually yeah. wear it to yeah.
0: myself uh, my last
1: question the economy
0: what do you think you see
1: happening with like all this inflation printing masks you know like what's, what's that's the thing that nobody is even talking I know. about that's, that's my the thing that concern. I try to focus on because that's my biggest concern I try to tell
2: people that actual inflation next year is going to be something like 30% on all the stuff you normally buy. People look at me like I'm a a psychopath. But yeah, go buy bread next year, go buy meat next year, go buy rice next year, go buy cereal next year, go get a haircut next year, go do anything next year. It's going to cost significantly more than it did this year. We're not talking 1-2%. And that's going to lead to hyperinflation because we're printing and printing and printing
1: money while our economy is continuing to retract because they won't let businesses open. That's why the last two times we hung out here you saw me wearing the bitcoin shirts remember yeah I have the two different bitcoin shirts yes yeah, yeah and crypto yeah. is going crazy right now it's in a yeah.
2: lull and i'm not even huge on crypto i've yeah. never been huge on crypto but I'm thinking crypto is going to make a lot of people a lot of money over the next like six to 12 months. It is. And this is your book right here, which is showing people it is. go grab that. Where can they pick that up from? Well, if you're not at one of our events and we're live, you can go to my website, realchrissky.com. You can buy that soon. We're going to have all these tanks and all these other crazy merch on the site too like guess. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm just setting it up right now. So it's all going to be stored at the warehouse that does the packing and shipping like my own little mini Amazon without the Jeff Bezos. <laughs> And so we can get things
1: out to people as soon as they order them. Because I really want customer service to be paramount, just like anything else I try to do. Well, you've done an amazing service for Canadians. You're the most banned Canadian, I think, in history. you had millions of followers and they just wiped you off. But you're still doing the good work. And I just salute you, my brother. They can't stop the truth, bro. They can ban me, but they can't stop my message. And that's all that matters. So. I an mean, idea is more dangerous than any person. Remember that. There you go. Podcast finally happens. Cheers, guys. Hey, I make my promises. I keep my promises. I know, man. I know. Until next time. Right, See bro. you, guys.
3: Uh, It's been about a month since the last time I was here we were here on the Taking Action Freedom Convoy tour and this is the city where the Freedom Convoy started and the Freedom Convoy got us so much recognition that we ended up with over 300,000 people on the streets of Montreal on May 1st Just. Say. No. So, this is the weekend. May 24th is known as Patriot's Day. It's also Victoria Day weekend. It's our long weekend. This is the weekend where businesses across Canada are planning on opening their doors for summer and for freedom. we came back to make sure that everybody was good on their word. We came back to make sure that everybody is taking action. We had all those groups created. We had the small business groups. We had the parental groups for the schools. And I want to talk about that real quick because they just did something absolutely horrific. They came out with a new policy that states that your child as young as 12 years old Can now consent to the experimental, unapproved COVID vaccine without your consent. I warned you about the masks. I warned you about the social distancing. I warned you about the forced testing. I warned you they're going to try to do mandatory vaccinations. And because that word mandatory is a trigger word for a parent, now they're just doing this whole informed consent for children why do they want to get to your children without being able to talk to you think about that why why do they need to do this why would they want to do this why wouldn't they want this to be a family and parental decision why does the state want to take control of what type of medical procedure they can do on your child because they say it's informed consent Oh yeah, so when your 12-year-old's at school and their teacher, an authority figure, looks at them and says this vaccine is recommended, you should get it. What do you think 99% of those children are going to do? They're going to do what they've been told. Listen to your authority figures. So they're going to go and take this experimental vaccine, not knowing the consequences at all. Meanwhile, the law states that they know the consequences fully of their actions. This is beyond child abuse. This is a way to force the vaccines upon the segment of the population where they couldn't even get it approved for emergency use. So now they're trying to convince the children to give up their right of medical autonomy and cut the parents out of it because they see that the majority of people are rejecting this vaccine and for good reason. Look around Canada. Well, first look at the United States. What did Joe Biden say? Get the vaccine or you're wearing the mask forever. Meanwhile, they're already letting you know that once you get the vaccine, you still got to wear the mask because now you're potentially contagious because you got the vaccine. We have reports of women who have not even been vaccinated, whose partners have been vaccinated. And these women are having irregular periods, miscarriages. We're getting women that have gone through menopause who are now bleeding again. And they haven't even gotten the vaccine. They've just been in close contact with people that have gotten the vaccine. And if you think this is a conspiracy theory, just go on Facebook. There's groups with 10, 20, 30. I saw one with up to 100,000 people in it. And all it says is covid vaccine adverse reactions and it's everybody listing their side effect that they got to this vaccine and facebook cannot delete these groups fast enough and they're on telegram as well and you can see that this vaccine is causing more harm than any other vaccine in recent history just Virtually all, but I don't like to say something when I can't prove it. So I just try try to cover my ass. But regardless, it's not safe. It's hurting people. It's killing people. I warned everybody about the AstraZeneca vaccine. I told everybody. Our own vaccine watchdog group told our own government to not use this vaccine. The vaccine was banned in dozens of countries because they knew it caused blood clots. They know it's unsafe. What did our government say? Oh, it's just fine for Canadians. In fact, Americans, you just banned it? Sell your doses to us, we'll take them. Give us a discount. Canadians, we'll use it on you. That's how your government thinks of you, as pin cushions, as guinea pigs. They do not care about your health. And if you, and if you doubt that, I have another alarming statistic that I bet none of you've heard of. American Red Cross. How many people know of this wonderful institution? They supply the blood for the United States. We've been told for years that there's a blood supply shortage of epidemic proportions, and we always have to give blood because they're so short on blood. Well, guess what? The Red Cross just said that they will not accept blood donations from anybody who's been hit with the COVID vaccine. Let that sink in. If you've taken the COVID vaccine, your blood is now considered tainted for medical transfusion use in the United States. And now they want to vaccinate 75% of their population. So what is that going to do to their blood supply? They can't even keep up as it is. Imagine they had three quarter less eligible donors. Thank you. But guess what? What did we do in Canada? Canadian blood services, with all their integrity, came out and said, we'll accept blood donations from vaccinated people no problem because it's just going to go into Canadians. Not a big deal. Just like the AstraZeneca vaccine could go into Canadians. Just like all these under, uh, unapproved vaccines can go into Canadians. It's absolute lunacy. And now we're seeing each individual province roll out these new so-called opening procedures. And what do they say? When 75% of 40 plus are vaccinated, we'll let you do this when 75% of 30 plus will let you do this. When 75% of the entire population is vaccinated, we'll give you some of your freedoms back, but you're still gonna have to wear a mask. You're still gonna have the social distance. You're still gonna have travel restrictions. So why are you taking this vaccine? Why do they want 75% and why are they holding you hostage saying you're not gonna get your life or your freedom back until you submit to this inoculation that you know is dangerous? Why would they do this? It's quite simple. When they get a 75% compliance, they believe that they can force the vaccine passport upon you without any type of debate, any type of informed consent. They'll just say, "Sorry, 80% of the population wants it, 20% doesn't. This is what everybody wants, so we're going to do what everybody wants." They'll put out a couple of skewed polls, tell you this is what Canada wants even though it's not true, and because they have the, the compliance of the, of the majority of the population, population, they think they're going to get away with it. Over my dead body that's why we have to do another round of tour that's why we have to do another round of tour and call it the just say no tour only this time we have a new weapon at our disposal and it is a powerful tool and it's right here it's my book and it's aptly called just say no I don't know if you guys saw what I got went through to get here today to show you this book that is going to be launching on May 25th but we had to leave Toronto at Friday at midnight to get here for today at two in the afternoon so you guys do the math that's over a 5,000 kilometer drive and we made it here for you guys I couldn't even drive. I was a passenger the whole time. So what does that mean? It means I had freedom fighters at my side, making sure I got here today. And that's what this whole movement is about. It's about helping each other. It's about coming together for a good cause. And the last thing they want is for this book to become a number one seller on Amazon, because then it's gonna spark a national conversation. And they try to paint me as a bad guy. They try to paint me as a violent guy. And when you read the book, all it talks about is truth, love, compassion. It's inspiring, it gives you hope, it gives you purpose. There is nothing negative, there is nothing violent about me, my rhetoric. Just say no is about as passive as you can get. United Noncompliance is about as passive as you can get. We advocate natural law, do no harm. And that's why I am against the lockdown measures because all they're doing is harming the majority of the population. Our children's suicide rates aren't dropping. They're climbing. And why is it when an 85-year-old dies with COVID, not even from COVID, it's a national tragedy? Meanwhile, when a 12-year-old kills themselves by hanging because they haven't seen their friends in months and they're told they can't go outside and now they're told they have to get a vaccine that terrifies them so they take their own life, that's just a statistic. We're not even allowed to talk about it. And then we had the Ontario Physicians College. I already had no respect for them, but now they were issued a press release that basically told every call, every every physician that if you go against any type of public health order, that they will strip you of your license and they will ruin your career. Well, thankfully the doctors finally stood up and we have what they call a Declaration of Physicians. And it's uh, over 200,000 signatures on it so far. And it's doctors from all fields and they're standing up and saying, you want to take come after our license? We'll disband the college because this is ridiculous. It's that simple. We have doctors that aren't immunologists, they're not virologists. They're just doctors that care about their patients. And when you see a doctor like Mr. Hoff, who had pre- uh, predominantly indigenous uh, patients, and which have not been tested in any of the limited vaccine trials, and they told him, Give them the Moderna vaccine. It has a 1 in 100,000 neurological side effect rate. He injected 900 patients with just the first dose. And what did he observe? And like I said, he's not a virologist, he's not an immunologist. He's just a medical doctor that was doing what was recommended to him by his physician's college, which he thought was the best course of action for his patient's health. And what did he observe? Out of 900 patients, six, almost 1%, not one in 100,000, almost one in 100, had severe neurological disorders. Some so crippling they could no longer care for their children. And he saw this and he called out and he said, hey guys, I'm just a doctor, my oath is do no harm. You guys said this would be a one in 100,000 thing. Why is it happening to one in 100 people? And you know what they told him? Don't ask just keep injecting people with it. And that's what they're telling to every Canadian doctor and every Canadian in general, don't ask, just do as you're told. And that is the reason I created this book because when people read it, they'll review it. And when people review it, and it's gonna be a bestseller, it's gonna spark a national conversation and they won't be able to hide from this movement. They won't be able to paint it as fringe. They won't be able to paint it as violent. They won't be able to use any other false rhetoric to discredit it because it's literally written in black and white. Woo! Thank you. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, I start. I did this tour because we need to give another push to the Taking Action movement. We need to get everybody up on the agenda. In Ontario, they've already extended our stay at home order until June 16th. June 16th, we're not supposed to be able to leave our houses. June 16th, our businesses are still all closed. This was March for two weeks to flatten the curve. Now it's forever until they flatten you. If you haven't figured it out yet, you're in a fight. If you haven't figured it out yet, they're trying to assimilate you to the idea that you can be put on perpetual lockdown. Because guess what? Even if they start opening you on June 16th, even if they, by the grace of God, say, hey guys, you're allowed to leave your houses now. You can have five people together on the beach and we won't come after you. What are they gonna do? They're gonna do their so-called phased opening, and it's gonna take a month to go through the phases, and then by the time you're half open in September, they're gonna lock your ass back down again. It seems like I had this conversation with people last year. It seems like I said this on the internet, and the and the clip got translated into about 15 languages in 15 countries, and went viral with millions and millions of views. Yet here I am saying the same thing a year later, and it's gonna happen again. <laughs> you're not, you're I don't understand, guys. If you do not take action, yes, they're coming after people that do. They arrested the pastor. They arrested me two days before I came out here. But am I here? Yes, I'm here. Did the pastor stop doing church services? No, he did not. So you guys have to take examples of that. They're trying to make examples of us, but we're still moving forward. We're still getting things done. I'm here, my book's here, it's gonna get launched. We're gonna be in Kelowna tomorrow, we're gonna be in Kamloops on the 25th, and we're gonna make our way across Canada, and we're gonna do the same thing we did last time. Wake everybody up, inspire them to take action for their own best interests, and put more and more pressure on our government's illegal actions until more and more law enforcement starts siding with us. Side with us. This only ends two ways for the immoral police. How does this end for immoral police? We know how tyrannical regimes work. If you are on the side of evil, first of all, you never win. Evil always loses. You can do whatever you want to me. Evil always loses. It might take a little bit of time, but evil always loses. So if you're on the side of evil, and you think you've won even if you did win even if this was a bad movie because that's the only time evil will win even if this was a movie and evil won what do you think going to happen to the bad cops that sided with the evil they're now the number one threat to the evil so they're going to be taken care of and they'll be removed from society so you lose and if you go so the only way you win is if you side with good because if you side with good We win. If you side with evil, you'll be held accountable with evil, either by us or by the evil that you helped. Because when you make a deal with the devil, it doesn't work out the way you want. So law enforcement, I'm appealing to you. These are your people. They love you. They want you in their communities. They value you in their communities. They look up to you as heroes. They look up to you as saviors. They look up to you as their last line of defense against the tyranny being imposed upon us. It has gotten to the point where the average law enforcement official cannot deny that there's something wrong. Even the most asleep person wearing two masks in their car alone, if you you sit them down And you really sit them down and they're alone and you have a heart to heart with them and you look at them and you just say one thing to them do you really think there's absolutely nothing wrong going on right now how many of them can honestly say yes the answer is virtually nobody so when we're talking about law enforcement we're talking about the shepherds these guys are more in tune with what's going on you guys know that these orders are illegal unethical they're against the best interest for your own family for your own children's future you cannot trade your integrity for a paycheck you cannot trade your values for keeping orders that's that's what we're coming down to when you have lawlessness in a country when you have a government that believes they can do whatever they want When you have that level of tyranny, you never have a successful or happy society. You have a society that crumbles. You have a society that eats itself alive. And it always happens. And it's that old saying, hard time or weak time. uh, Hard. ah, Sorry, guys. Weak men create hard times. And those hard times create strong men then those strong men create simple times and then those simple times create the weak men. We're in the part of the cycle where man has become the weakest they have ever come. And if we do not stand up, That window that was this big last time I talked to you is now this big, and it's getting smaller every day as more and more people get vaccinated, as they put more and more stringent health orders. Instead of opening us up, they keep finding new ways to take more and more freedoms. Did you know that? Do you realize that? Manitoba put up new orders. Alberta put up new orders. Ontario just keeps extending their stay-at-home orders. Every couple weeks that they tell you it's just gonna be another two weeks, they find a new way to keep you locked down. The UK is supposed to open on June 21st. The very next day after they made the announcement, they announced the Indian Variant. And they, probably, and they said it just like that too. They're like The UK is supposed to open on the 21st, but the Indian Variant might cause some problems for us. They literally program it into your head like a bad commercial slogan. And they do it because it works. If commercials didn't work, we wouldn't have any. So they use the same tactics they use in commercials to sell you a product, to sell you the fear that keeps you complying. We have to remove the chains of fear. You have to understand that this is never going to end unless you end it. I'm making making hashtags, I'm making clothes. I'm writing books. I'm doing everything in God's possibility to try and wake the people up and try to point them in the right direction and try to organize them and try to empower them with the knowledge and the courage and everything they need to preserve this country and preserve the future for their family. All you guys gotta do is take it. I want to see everybody next time I'm here in a Just Say No shirt, and I want to see everybody walking up to me and reciting something from my book. I want to see the internet littered with reviews from my book. I don't care if you hated it, I want to hear about it. My book will be available through Amazon Publishing on my website www.realchrisskye.com. I'm also going to be bringing. We, we printed a limited amount of these hard of these copies right here, and we're going to be bringing them to all the different areas. And after I'm done speaking, I'll be sitting over there for anybody who wants to talk, <laughs> take pictures, get the book. I'll autograph them, whatever you guys want. But they're going to be available on Amazon starting May 25th. And it's imperative that this becomes the number one bestseller on Amazon within its first week of launch. Because then it's going to be on the front page. Then they cannot deny its existence. Then they're going to have to talk about it. And when they read it, if they read it, read it on the air. I would dare, I would dare a news anchor to read this on the air and then try to talk bad about me. That's what. I, that's my challenge. I want everybody that hates me, for all the people out there that despise me read my book and write a review and try to tell me a what's incorrect b what's wrong or violent or what's dangerous and c admit that it was good because that's all you're going to be able to say ladies and gentlemen I had a long journey I'm gonna have to get some rest tonight and I know I'm still gonna be here for hours. So I'm gonna wrap this up and I'm gonna be over there to answer everybody's questions. And I'm gonna stay here as long as it takes. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I love you so much. I love Vancouver so much. I always have an amazing time when I'm here. Please heed the warning, take action, refuse the vaccine and just say no. Thank you everybody. I love you all.
1: So that's the speech. If you guys want to learn more, check out the podcast link in my bio.